0: Sunny morning in Cleveland. It's a victory money. Everyone's still drunk, drinking Bud Light, and I'm here with Ian Wright. Ian, how are you, sir?
1: You know, it. the last time the Browns were 10-4, I was 11 years old. I I don't remember it. I remember the season. Like I remember watching the game, and the games used to be blacked out, and we'd have to go through a lot of things just to do it, so – It's quite incredible to just leave a game and feel good. And we'll get into why that feels good. But, man, it just feels good, doesn't it? It just feels good to have a good football team.
0: Did you think at any point in the game we were going to lose the game? So,
1: before the game, I, much like Mr. Duffin, will sometimes watch the, uh, the gambling markets. And I'm like, man... The Giants suck. And I was all week, I was convinced that the Browns were going to win. And then all of a sudden, I'm watching the line, I'm like, you know, six? It seems low. I go, I feel like the Browns should at least be seven and a half, eight points. And then I saw the market start swinging, The Giants got a little bit of late money. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, are they going to backdoor us? Like, is this game going to be closer than I'm thinking? I was fully expecting a three score. You know, I had said 34 kind of 10, 34, 17 with them getting a late score. But after we came out, you know, we, we shouldn't kick there for the first half of the first quarter. And then when they went for that crazy punter to center link up combination thing, I was like, okay, this, this is odd. And then after the Browns completed their first 95 yard, and that's odd to say their first 95 yard drive. I was, I was like, this game, this, put this in the bag, put it in the bag blouses.
0: I I wasn't as confident. I thought wow they got a good return. They drove the ball down very nicely, very easy. Uh the defense was better than I thought they were going to be. Um uh, McCoy was better than I thought he was going to be. Okay, he played it safe, but he did move the ball quite nicely down and there was no interceptions that I can th- So yeah. So um but yeah. Uh, obviously, we got the win. I think at halftime, I, I, I relaxed at halftime. But um, yeah, the first few minutes, the old Brownsy moments, the old Brownsy feelings came back it's like we've come into this far too cocky, and they're a better team than we think they are. However, who's
1: cocky, sorry. the team or the fans? That's the question. Because I think you're 100% right. But who do you feel was cocky, the fans or the team?
0: No, um, I'm not even going to say the word fans. I think um, anyone that watches NFL, and that could be the media, the fans, supporters, everyone. Did you
1: get nervous when all seven panelists picked the Browns?
0: I didn't see that. See.
1: Oh, see. In the so in the Sunday night football, it was eighty percent fans said the Browns, and then every single one of the analysts said Browns, 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 Browns. It went we clean sweeped, clean sweep. But, and I'm gonna tell you though, I as soon as I logged on Twitter, people were like, "Oh shit, is that the kiss of death?" No.
0: But let's let's get back into the podcast though, and and stop flirting. It we won,
1: mm-hmm.
0: we um. Our feelings don't matter so much. You know, we are looking very good. I think 90% Jake Trotter saying that we're going to get the playoffs. But, yeah, straight into our podcast, what number are you giving the offense out of 10?
1: Solid, solid, solid eight. I don't think the offense went 45 burger like they did the Ravens, but I thought – you know, we had talked about the offense kind of being the lowest end of uh, an eight last week, you know, just just above the seventh threshold. This is definitely like an 8.6, 8.7. Um, in a game where you knew you weren't going to be able to run the ball all that effectively just because the Giants were going to sell out to to stop the run, and then you, of course, lose um, Chris Hubbard, which not having Wyatt Teller, then not having Chris Hubbard, you're all the way down to a fifth-round uh, center playing guard, and you knew that was going to affect the run game. Baker comes out, goes 27 to 32, drops 297, two touchdowns, no interceptions. You, Paul, if I were to have you guess right now, how many different receivers did Baker Mayfield complete a pass to? So, my edge. Yeah. How many, got, how many different guys caught a pass? 10. Close. Eight. Eight. So it was we didn't nice fucking to
0: fucking throw it to um Kendall Lamb, did he today? So no, really- no.
1: it was funny. I, I have to give a shout out to Doug Deacon, who when he checks into the game and Jimmy Donovan goes, Kendall Lamb's checking in the game as an offensive lineman, or is he a wide receiver? And Deacon was like, That's something you'd really or something along the lines of like I don't know if I'd be seeing that two games in a row or he just had this like, no, Jimmy, we're not going down that road, but yeah, eight different receivers. And it was nice because, you know, three to hunt two to Chubb two to Bryant. So you actually had five to the running backs. You had eight, to the tight ends you know we got to see austin hooper five catches 41 yards in the touchdown david njoku making a nice catch getting hit over the middle so we had eight completions of the tight ends we had five to the running backs and we had 14 to the wide receivers so you got pretty good distribution you know one of my buddies texted me before the game and was like guys why is donovan people's jones uh the draft kings of the betting was only 17 and a half yards And I looked, and I was like, oh, Kaderil Hodge is back. So I was expecting Kaderil Hodge to take third string um, or wide receiver three snaps, and it turned out to be Donovan Peoples-Jones. And he comes out, first catch, 18 yards, you know, and it was like right on the number, and it was like, wow. So next thing you know, he ends the game with three for 55. Jarvis, seven for 61. You know, Higgins, who I don't know if you saw it or not, him and Jabril Peppers were just jawing the whole game. So it was good, obviously, to see Higgins get out there four for 76. I just thought the Browns had very good distribution of the ball, very good ability to mix in the run. You know, they still ended up running for 106 yards on 30 carries. I thought Dearness Johnson coming in there, getting that nice little um, outside zone run there, um, which pretty much obviously the game was pretty much solidified at that point. But, you know, just being able to get into the open field, break off about a 21-yard run. Overall, I just thought the offense was balanced. I thought it was efficient. And anytime you have two 95-yard drives in the game, um, I think that you're legitimately talking about a nice, you know, high-level eight. I mean, 14 plays, 95 yards, eight minutes and four seconds. And then in the first half, you had 10 plays, 95 yards, four minutes and 55 seconds. So the Browns, in the course of three possessions, held the ball for 24 plays. 190 yards in a full 12 minutes and 59 seconds. That's impressive.
0: Here we go, mate. I'm going to challenge you. Why is it not on nine? Because, look, we didn't go – just because we didn't go long and super sexy at times, we were safe, we were consistent, we moved the ball well, everyone took a good uh, accountability, everyone – it was a real team effort. So why would you not go nine?
1: Because if you remember right, and I, I'm a person that tries to stay consistent. You remember that Tennessee game? We gave it yep. a nine. This wasn't quite Tennessee. This was good. It was effective. It was efficient. But it's not a nine. It's not a nine. We always go 20 points, which, you know, you, we got stopped on a fourth down didn't you know we i said it before it was nice we still had 106 yards rushing but when you get into the nine level performances you need more i just needed a little bit more for a nine but like i said nice solid 8.6
0: oh for all the people listening to the podcast ian now looks like one of the guys from breaking bad and um yeah basically he's got his shades on so he these is are my thinking, touchdown
1: shades in honor of Josh Gordon coming back tomorrow. These are my <laughs> touchdown shades.
0: Okay. Well, we'll let, we'll let the audience make a decision, eight or nine. Let us know if you're eight, team eight, or team nine. I'm in team nine. So, um, yeah, we're going to have to kind of fight it out throughout the podcast. Defense, what are you going with? And you can't say seven.
1: Oh, I wouldn't go that high. I'd be going under that. Oh. Five, six, five. I mean he didn't do anything.
0: They didn't do e-
1: <laughs> they didn't once do anything. Once again
0: they were once again they were they were um consistent.
1: All right, question. How many how many sacks?
0: All I remember is um Miles Garrett getting look, one sack. He had a half. He's now started smoking. He smokes 20 a day and he's got lung problems. <laughs>
1: He has a half a sack. We had one sack. We had zero interceptions. We had zero fumble recovers. <laughs> you went up against Colt McCoy and Wayne Gallman. And listen, they're not a terrible team. They're not great. They're not bad. But the defense didn't do anything. I mean, they, they if anything, the Giants harpooned themselves more times than not. Sheldon Richardson, I thought, had a pretty good game until he left. Taki Taki, I thought, had a pretty good game. Um, Sheldrick Redwine had one good play. Um, Jacob Phillips, I at least saw him a little bit. But, I mean, to be fair, I I saw the highlight reel on Miles Garrett allegedly getting stonewalled by this Andrew Thomas. I mean, come on now. Colt McCoy was throwing the ball in 1.2 seconds. I mean, you know, he's getting the ball out so fast. Miles Garrett's a beast of a guy, but notice how when he had to actually drop back and throw a pass, he got mangled. So I thought the Giants just played it as safe as possible. I thought the Browns defense did everything we thought they could without losing. Um, Having Denzel Ward back, I think made the secondary better. All of a sudden, Kevin Johnson made a nice pass breakup in um, in the end zone. But you know who my defensive game ball would go to honestly is Carl Joseph. I thought Carl, Carl Joseph, Joseph yeah. Yes. I thought he played really well. Um, you know, I know we only have him on a 1-year deal and I know that he was slated to at least fight for that starting strong safety role, but listen, if you, I mean he wants to come back, I don't really have any issue with him coming back and you know splitting some time with Ronnie Harrison who obviously has some trouble staying on the field, but yeah, the defense didn't do anything great. They didn't do anything terrible. Um, they did what they needed to do. They didn't give up a touchdown. They gave up two field goals. Six. I'll give them a six. There's my, there's my six. You can't give them an eight. They didn't do anything. They had one statistical
0: tally. The defense job, though, Ian, is to stop them getting touchdowns.
1: Correct. But we have to factor in the fact that we played one of the most inept offenses. And I'm going to tell you right now, next week against the Jets, even though they somehow fucked up like three of my parlays by losing as a minus 1600 underdog, Sean McVay, by the way, you're out of coach of the year. After that performance, I don't know what the hell you were doing. I will take Kevin Stefanski 100 times out of 100 over Sean McVay. That guy drives me nuts, and he loses games he shouldn't lose because he gets so cute and fancy. But regardless, the Jets are the worst offense in football. The Giants are the second worst offense in football, and they scored six points, which is fine. I mean, the defense needed a confidence-boosting game. They didn't allow them in the end zone, which were really harpoon their number. But at the end of the day, I mean, Paul, that, I looked at drop passes. I looked at offensive ineptitude more than I looked at defensive dominance. The defense needs to get better. You said it right out of the gate. They went right down the field. Warm knife through butter. Pew! Six. Okay. And I'm being generous.
0: All right. Six is a fair number. Um, but – yeah, Carl Joseph is really interesting because I don't know what contract he's on right at the moment. You've got to remember, he was super first-round talent. Like he top was a first-round but-
1: pick with Oakland out of West Virginia, and he's made his name as a big hitter, and that's good. Like I said, I, he had a really good start to last season, got hurt, and that's why he wanted to do the one-year deal. And now he's hoping to cash in a little bit on free agency I think he could be a very useful player and somebody like Joe Woods is going to value him because he wants to play three safeties. So if you go to a run heavy team, like Tennessee, your three safeties could be, you know, Del Pitt, Ronnie Harrison and Carl Joseph. Whereas all of a sudden you're going to a team like Kansas city. You don't need two strong safeties on the field. You maybe want to drop another guy and play that two free safeties and a strong safety. So I think that Joseph has value here in Cleveland and I wouldn't be shocked if they try to keep him. I also wouldn't be shocked if they try to keep Kevin Johnson. I thought, again, when you make Denzel the primary boundary, then you make Money Mitch the other boundary, and then you make Kevin Johnson inside. I mean, I saw some good pass breakups. So I think even just getting Denzel back boosted the defense. And I really do think Greedy Williams can be a decent corner. I know he's got a nerve issue right now that he's dealing with. This defense... Is looking up. You got to remember, three out of the four starters that are slated for those roles um, aren't playing, and that's fine. So, the Browns need to just come together, play good defensively. You know, I thought the linebackers. You know, we haven't talked about yet. Healthy scratch. Mac Wilson.
0: We'll come on to Mac Wilson separately, but he, he was he wasn't involved in the game day today. So um, no, he wasn't. But, yeah, just Cole Joseph, he's on two and a half million a year at the moment. Correct. So that is a player that you're going to um, wrap up and get a deal out of. Um, He is one of your classic um, value picks, value roster picks that the Browns need to get more people like him into our uh, roster.
1: I think that you're definitely correct there. I think he was definitely, I think Jack had even mentioned it when we started kind of nabbing up these one-year guys like Billings and Kevin Johnson and Carl Joseph. And, you know, there's a strategy involved there where you're giving the guys a shot. And I think Joseph's done enough to at least be worthy of the discussion. And like I said, I'd I'd like to bring him back. I'm not paying him some asinine number, but I mean, I would definitely give give him a shot. Five million a year? oh yeah no no no. unless i'd do maybe two years six million like three three and a half maybe he's he's literally a backup i mean you're talking about you're one you traded and you're going to start ronnie harrison you know you're talking about nickel defense or some different sorts of base where um you'd have three safeties he'd start but yeah 2025 snaps a game three three and a half million a year
0: yeah all right well look yeah defense six i thought um tacky tacky red wine um phillips all played really well today and i'll be curious um, what
1: the pff grades on this one are i'll be curious all right We're special
0: talk about teams. specials All right, I'll give you the highlights. Sorry, that, that wasn't a pause or a problem with the recording. That was, that was a two-way pause.
1: That was a sigh. So, Cody Parkey, two of three on extra points, thanks to, we'll get into the Jarvis Landry, quote-unquote, taunting penalty, which was utter bullshit. Scottish Hammer, three solid punts, long of 47, one touchback, which should have been down inside the 20. Come on, guys. Come on. I'm not gi- I'm The thing is, I'm not putting that on the punter, but I'm putting it on the special teams unit because they should have downed that ball. So we realistically should have had a 47-yard boot and two inside the 20. One was a touchback. Uh, Dearness Johnson had one kickoff return for 16 yards. Donovan Peoples-Jones had one kickoff return for 11 yards and one punt return for six yards. And as you know, we gave up quite a little bit in the return game. Um, Deion Lewis had a long 48 on the return, and the other one, we did a pretty good job, so... What do you think?
0: Special teams, five.
1: If they'd have recovered that fumble, I'd have given them a six. But yeah, I mean, five. It's pretty lukewarm. Nothing sexy. Nothing there. I mean, it was, they didn't make impacts. They didn't do anything. Um, I will say, I thought the Browns defense did a good job of shutting down the Giants once. Uh, once they gave up that big return in terms of, you know, getting the ball back without giving up points, but five, I'll give it to you. Now, if you give me a second, I'm going to stand on a pedestal here for a second. NFL officials. Can I ask what did Jarvis Landry do to you? Because every week in the NFL, I watch guys get first down, spin a ball. I watch guys get up, stand over players, point for first downs. I watch guys stand up after plays. They chat in each other's face. There's some helmet taps, some slaps on the ass. There's good competitiveness on almost every play in the NFL. Jarvis Landry scores a touchdown and spins a ball and gets a 15-yard penalty. Jarvis Landry scores a touchdown on a pretty nice catch and is looking into a camera to go 1-3, which I'm sure most people can figure out is Odell Beckham. Whereas some guy I've never heard of walks in front of that to get in his face where he then stands up like, who are you McScrub get out of my face. And they throw the flag on Jarvis Landry. What did did he do to the officials? This is a guy who has a proven commodity in the league and some Jim jam guy in the secondary from the giants I've never heard of is getting taunting penalties on him. What are we doing here?
0: I think the way you're saying it is um, the wrong way of saying it. I think everyone in the NFL is equal. And I think Jarvis went into his face, and that's why the ref pulled him up.
1: So the question is, did Jarvis go into his face, or did he walk into Jarvis's face?
0: <laughs> From my view… Who I'm initiated probably- it? I'm going to try and be as neutral as I can. Mm-hmm. I thought when I watched it, I haven't seen a lot of replays, Jarvis went into him.
1: Well, I would I, – We should, you watch that again, and then if you want, I'll pull up the TV copy for you and send it to you. But you can see Jarvis doing a 1-3 to the camera, and the guy stands up, and you can see him take a step towards him and say something, and Jarvis looks like, who are you? And that's what I saw. But regardless, make it offsetting then. Give one guy each mark towards I – mean, remember, if he gets one more unsportsmanlike uh, on after that, he's ejected. And that's nonsense. He, I mean, are you kidding me? Just, that kind of stuff, you see every single play. And it's like, let him play. You, you don't need to throw flags because some guy made an impressive touchdown catch. It's not like he you know, gave him a, you know, an, a, a, one of my – I can't make the gestures, but it's not like he you know, insinuated any gestures after the touchdown to the guy. He was literally talking to a camera that was right there in front of him. That's just me. Maybe I'm a homer. Maybe I'm biased. It's all possible.
0: Hmm. Uh, one thing we discussed earlier, no Matt Wilson.
1: Huh? I, he, when you're not, good, you're not good, you're
0: not good. He's pissed someone off, has he? I,
1: I think. I think you have a coaching staff who is going to give everybody a shot to play if they're performing they're going to play if they're not performing they're not going to play and you've seen the pff grades i've seen the pff grades i've watched the game you've watched the game mac wilson isn't very good and i know that you know he came from alabama I know that he was a fifth-round pick, and on draft day, he was on the screen for a very long time because people thought, you know what, this guy is going to be a sleeper. But much like his counterpart in Alabama now, Dylan Moses, who, by the way, can people stop tweeting that you want the Browns to draft him just because he's an Alabama linebacker? That guy sucks, too. Mack Wilson right now is blocking Browns fans. He is search-tweeting his name to block Browns fans. No. No, no, no. Just he needs to get off of Twitter. He needs to get into the film room. He needs to get into the weight room. He needs to get into whatever he's got to get into. Maybe he's got to be like Kyrie Irving and start burning sage and all this stuff around the field before the game. I don't know what he needs to do, but at this point, he ain't a starting linebacker in the NFL. So maybe get him on special teams and let him work his way back into the starting lineup because right now he's just struggling. And the coach finally agreed. Mary Kay asked him what's what what what's going on with Mac Wilson? He goes, It's my decision. That's all he said. That's all he said. That's all he needs to say. My decision.
0: Yeah, he obviously upset someone, hasn't he? So uh What was Mac? Was he uh, a fifth round he was a fifth round money?
1: Correct, fifth round pick. Maybe we'll trade him to Philly. Maybe John Dorsey wants him back in Philly.
0: Well, we've had him for two years, haven't we?
1: Yeah, we drafted him in 2019.
0: And he had he's an injury, didn't he? Year. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. So
1: all right, offensive game ball, who's a go to?
0: Offense game ball goes to Baker Mayfield.
1: Ooh. Going out a limb there. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to uh an unsung hero of the game. Nick Harris. Nick. Yeah. Nick Harris. I Stepping in, you know, playing a little bit out of position, going up against a really stout defensive line there with the Giants. I thought he played pretty well. Um so shout out to you, Nick Harris. Nice job, buddy.
0: Defensive game ball, Miles Garrett. I'm joking. God, you can don't give go it to Miles.
1: Way. I mean, Miles Back. is still a good player. I guarantee you, he's going to grade out above 80 on the PFF scores. I mean, the guy knows how to play the run. He's constantly he was getting pressure. Twenty
0: Marlboros this weekend. Yeah. He was Sam looking. Darnold's
1: uh, grandpa and him are hanging out. The Marlboro man.
0: I would go with Cole Joseph. Carl, I think Carl Joseph
1: him, him and Denzel Ward I'll, I'll give each I'll give each one of them one you know Ward played good coming back had a couple of nice pass breakups and uh, Carl Joseph played well so those are your two
0: yeah it is a question for you um, what players are you going to bring back that uh, you know you got Varon can we afford to bring him back he looked good today he's
1: looked good here's the thing Remember in the beginning of the season, everybody wanted to ditch Olivier Vernon for Jadavian Clowney? Yeah. Are all those people eating crow? Because Olivier Vernon's having a fantastic season. He's worth every penny that we're paying him. The guys I'd like to see back. I'd like to see Vernon back. I don't think he's going to cost you $14 million, um, obviously just based on his age. I do think the Browns still need to focus on drafting another pass rusher early because I think by having Garrett, Vernon, Claiborne, um, you know, I think that those are guys that you're definitely going to need. Um, I'd like to see them bring Sheldon Richardson back on a different type of contract. Um, I would like to see Jarvis back, um, much to the chagrin of Mr. Jacques Dauphine. Um, but it, he's just,
0: fine. His his contract's not running out next year, so he's fine.
1: No, but I want to see these guys – I want to see their contracts extended for next year. Yeah. Daryl Hodge I'd like to see back. Um, if I'm not mistaken – J- Kevin Johnson, I'd like to see Hollywood Higgins. I'd like to see Mitchell. Mm, depends on the number. I like Mitchell. I like Money Mitch. Um, Goodson. I wouldn't, I wouldn't lose Goodson. Yeah, they can bring him back. See, these guys, I think, are all good role players. I don't think any. <Zodaya>. You know what, Andrew? I think you've earned a nice career. Why don't you just enjoy retirement? If he wants to come back as a secondaries coach, I'd bring him back there.
0: Malcolm Smith? Yeah, bring him back. Ogajobi.
1: So who's next? Listen, I don't have anything against Ogajobi. Larry. I think Larry's a solid player. If he wants to come back at a relatively good number, again he comes down to the number. I don't have a problem with him, but I don't. It's I see his million, snap count yeah. going down next three year. Million, million. Three million. Yeah, I'd bring him back to three. You got Andrew Billings coming in next year. I think you're going to take another step forward with Jordan Elliott, um, Ogenjovi, Sheldon. Yeah, Higgins, I want back.
0: Hodges, you've said
1: no. Hodge back.
0: And that's it, really. Oh, Tevril Thomas.
1: Yeah, br- I, they need to bring Tavi back.
0: Uh, last one, Port Gustin. <laughs> these
1: are go- these are jags, as we said earlier uh, in the pregame show. I mean, I got no issues with Port Gustin. I think he's a great energy guy. He reminds me of Carl Nassib. <laughs> I just, he just does. And that's probably because we're talking, talking about white guys that rush the passer. But, yeah, I mean, these guys, if they want to come back for, you know, Nominal contracts, that's fine. I'm not paying any of them big
0: time. Yeah. It's going to be tough, eh? Because, yeah, Ogadroby needs to be paid this year. Most importantly, we're
1: 10-4. We're the number one wild card. Right now, we're slating up to where we'd play the Tennessee Titans again. So, I think the Browns just need to continue what they're doing. Obviously, the Jeffs have a little bit of fight left in them. Let's go out and get that 11th win next week. Um, we got a big game tomorrow, the Steelers and the um, the Bengals. Steelers should take care of business there, but you know we'll see how much fight the uh, the fighting Ryan Finleys have. And uh, you know, listen, we we get to eleven wins and then we'll go from there. If we,
0: if a oh, things happen, what's up? Dolphins are playing the Raiders next
1: week. Hmm. We go Oakland.
0: Colts are playing the Steelers.
1: Yep. Go Steelers.
0: Uh, Titans are playing the Packers. Go Packers. We and need the a couple Bills. Seems to lose. And the Bills are playing the Patriots. Yeah, Bills will throttle the Patriots. Patriots suck. And the Browns are playing the Jets. It's
1: gonna be a nail biter.
0: But honestly, there's some big games there this week, and then the following week, there's not there's not the big games. So next week is kind of make or break.
1: Any good games on Boxing Day?
0: On the, in soccer, football, or?
1: Well, isn't there NFL games? On, isn't Boxing Day the day after Christmas?
0: Okay, you're showing off with your uh, English knowledge, so. um Boxing you, Day. You don't call it Boxing Day, do you?
1: I mean, I do because we don't celebrate it here, so of course I call it Boxing Day.
0: You actually go to work on the 26th, don't you?
1: I mean, no, because it's a Saturday here. <laughs> <laughs> So we have Christmas Eve on the Thursday, and then we have NFL on the Friday, which is Christmas Day, and then Boxing Day, the Saturday, the
0: twenty-sixth. You are nuts in America. You play football on Christmas Day. We play basketball um, too. Yeah, so um, basically you got Vikings, Saints. Saints. Good game on, on Christmas Day.
1: hmm And then if not mistaken, we have uh we got some games on Boxing Day too. Are you yeah, gonna be able to, be- to do that?
0: Watch that. The Bucks versus the Lions Ooh. and the 49ers versus the Cardinals.
1: Tom Brady is going to grace the members of the you know, English parliament with some football on Boxing Day. Oh, that Miami-Vegas game's on Saturday.
0: We don't speak like that, Ed.
1: I'm not allowed the to fucking, speak like that.
0: The fucking Tampanier cunts are playing the, the Detroit Lions oh. in a fucking uh, old-school clash. Brady's going back to Michigan game.
1: Oh, if Brady wanted a spot of tea, he'd surely surely get a spot of tea on, right? With your good then friends, go- Irish, they go a little bit north.
0: We've got the San Franciscos versus the uh, Cardinals. What's oh,
1: the Fighting MacNollans.
0: On a, In a West Coast Derby.
1: You guys should see Paul try to just ignore my fantastic accent. I'm basically Mel Gibson and Braveheart over here, mixed with an underrated movie um, with Cole Meany called The Van which is about two guys that own a fish frying van. It's fantastic. If you haven't seen it, it is literally one of the most low budget movies of all time. Uh, My buddy, Mike Colson will absolutely know that. I remember watching the movie with him and we almost pissed ourselves laughing. So if you want to see other uh, bad Americans do some terrible English, Irish, and Scottish accents, good movies.
0: I want to stress though, it's not plain sailing to the end. We are 10 and four with the Titans and the Colts the uh dolphins and the ravens and nine and five up our ass so um you Listen, know
1: go out you beat the jets much like you did today come out hang 27 on them 34 34 6 34 10 here's the thing with the jets the in the, the um the rams didn't do this today you get out on them early and you just punch them right in the mouth. Take the opening kickoff, go 95 yards, 90 yards, 80 yards, 70 yards, whatever the number is. Just take the opening kickoff, or if you defer, then you just take your first drive, go down, score, and bury them. Then get up 10-0, 14-0, they're done. Once they get two scores down, they're done. That's all you got to do. They got their one win. They're booking the vacation flights. Much like we've seen in First Energy Stadium when the Browns are done, go out there in the first quarter, bury them, and then just take it nice and easy. Do the same as you did today. Get De'Aaron Johnson in there. Keep Nick Chubb nice and fresh. I would like to see them maybe pop off a little, a couple extra running yards. I'd like to see both Kareem and Nick get to a thousand yards, you know, so go out, handle your business. We'll do a little pregame show on it, of course, but yeah, I mean, in terms of the postgame of this one, I'd like to see a game plan very similar to this one next week in the same stadium at, I believe one o'clock. So we're going to be back to regularly scheduled one o'clock kickoffs in Sunday, 12 o'clock for my folks out here in the Chicago
0: area. All right, mate. Well, look, let's finish this up by saying, go Browns. Uh, guys, let us know your feedback. We're going with offense, eight. eight. Defense, eight. six. six Special teams, five. five.
1: Which I believe 5.20 in the morning there, Paul
0: Brown? It's now 5.20, and uh, it's locked down in London. So, uh, All right, we'll get back to bed. Yep. Yeah. Go Browns. Yeah, yeah, it's sick, that. Yeah, that's good. Wait, hold on a minute. Pull it up. Stop. You know what you want to do with that, right? You want to put a banging donk on it.